This is Boundless, and I'm Ed Blonsky. Everyone has a need, and I'm glad to share with you the one thing that can meet every single need. It is the love of Jesus Christ. On today's show, you'll hear a message of love and hope, the very same love and hope that will meet all needs. The messages on Boundless have recently been given at St. Matthew Lutheran Church in Hawthorne Woods, Illinois. And if you happen to be in the northwest suburbs of Chicago, I would love to see you this weekend. You can go to the St. Matthew website to plan your visit at www.stmatts.net. That's www.stmatts.net. Now, here's today's message. Thanks for listening. As we continue this Born Again series, we actually conclude it today. I know it's been a long time. We've been talking about born again, born again, born again. I know I've been repeating that. That's because we've been taking this deep dive into 1 Peter, and he uses that phrase twice in the first chapter. And then we've heard those readings all through the Easter season from Peter's first letter. But now we have reached the end of the Easter season. That was last Sunday. Today is Pentecost Sunday. And so our focus actually shifts as we conclude this series from 1 Peter to Peter's first sermon. That's recorded in the book of Acts. 50 days ago was Easter. And a week and a half ago, we celebrated here on a Thursday that Jesus ascended into heaven. And that's the fifth part, or the thumb part, of how we proclaim the gospel, that Jesus was born to be our substitute, lived the perfect life so that we, for us, so that we can have it by his righteousness by faith, died on the cross to forgive all our sins, and rose from the dead so that we too will rise from the grave one day and then ascended into heaven with the promise he's coming back to take all of us who believe in him to live forever in heaven. And so Jesus, before he ascends into heaven, says to his disciples that are gathered there, do not depart from Jerusalem. And so they did. Something wonderful was going to happen. But they didn't just sit there and stare at each other in that upper room where they had the Last Supper with Jesus and then was the first large group resurrection appearance of Jesus. There was a lot going on in Jerusalem in those days. The city was filled with pilgrims. It was like Times Square on New Year's Eve or Wrigleyville on the evening of November the 2nd, 2016. For those of you unaware, that's when the Cubs won the World Series. Jerusalem is filled with tens of thousands of people who were there to celebrate Shavuot, or the Feast of Weeks. It was a time to bring in the barley harvest and give thanks to God for that first harvest of the year, but it also was a time to celebrate that God had given the Ten Commandments on Mount Sinai, and that was to happen 50 days after Passover, and so that's why it became known as Pentecost. But 50 days after Jesus rose from the dead, Pentecost would forever be marked as not the day that the Hebrew nation came into being with the Sinai covenant of the Ten Commandments, but when the Holy Spirit came on the disciples and the church was born, the Holy Christian Church. And the book of Acts tells us that the Holy Spirit was poured out on the disciples, just like God in the inspiration of the Holy Spirit to mix metaphors. Tongues of fire were poured out like water on the disciples. At least 12 were there, Peter and the 11. However, I believe there may have been upwards of 120 people 
in that upper room or in that house. Must have been a big place because Acts 1 talks about 120 of them there. And previously, Jesus had promised, and this is recorded in John 14, that he was going to be sending the Holy Spirit to bring born-again power upon them. And so now it happens. Tongues of fire, speaking in tongues, the different languages. And their first reaction when all of this happened to them was to preach the gospel and the law. We're told that Peter gets up and he starts a sermon. And his words, recorded in Acts chapter 2, are words of law that convict the people listening to them of their sin. They're cut to the heart, it says. But not only that they sinned, but that Jesus, this is the words of the gospel, Jesus came and died on the cross to forgive all their sins and rose again from the dead so that we no longer have to fear death and dying as we believe in Jesus. Now, what did the crowd do? We're told that they were cut to the heart and said to Peter and the apostles, brothers, what shall we do? Peter answers them just as the church has been answering that question ever since. Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of your sins, and you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. For this promise is for you and for your children, all who are far off, everyone whom our Lord God calls to himself. What happened next? 3,000 people were baptized and received the Holy Spirit through that preaching of God's word and the sacrament of baptism. This still happens today, every time it's tried. Preach the gospel, baptize people, and people come to faith through the power of the Holy Spirit. I hope you're enjoying today's message on Boundless from St. Matthew Lutheran Church in Hawthorne Woods. For more, you can go to our website, www.stmatts.net. That's www.stmatts.net. You can also support our ministry and access more online content of Boundless Hope. And if you're in the northwest suburbs of Chicago, I would love to see you this weekend. You can go to the St. Matthew website to plan your visit. Now, back to today's message. Now the Bible tells us that the Holy Spirit was poured out on Peter and the 11. Essentially then that's 12 people, right? But that tells us that not only did this happen 2,000 years ago, but that number 12 is a marker for us. It is a symbol of the entire people of God, the 12 tribes of Israel, the 12 apostles. It is the church, basically. And so that means that the Holy Spirit has been poured out on me and poured out on you. When did that happen? As I told the children a little while ago. It happens when you are baptized, when water is poured on you in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is poured out on you. But the Holy Spirit is also poured out when a new congregation is formed. That happened here at St. Matthew on October the 11th, 1863. Long time ago. More recently, it happened when three Lutheran churches in Beecher, Illinois, decided that we would be stronger together. And so they formed a new church called Peace Lutheran Church. It also happens the Holy Spirit is poured out on a man when he is ordained and installed as a pastor in the church. And that will happen on July the 1st of this year. We will have the first ordination in, it's got to be close to 50 years here at St. Matthew. The last time someone was ordained in this congregation was John Zelmer. Some of you may remember who John is. I remember him. 
because he confirmed me in 1979. He was ordained here, but then he served in other churches, especially Good Shepherd Lutheran in Lake Villa, Illinois, where I was a member for many, many years. But we have never had an ordination of a pastor that was to serve here at St. Matthew, and Ryan is going to be the first one here at St. Matthew. What an exciting day that is going to be. The Holy Spirit is poured out on a pastor when he is called and installed and ordained and the flock celebrates that God sends us shepherds to his flock. And finally, the Holy Spirit is not just poured out on pastors and on churches and on us, the members of the church, but the text tells us that the Holy Spirit is poured out on all flesh. The Holy Spirit is poured out on the world when we tell other people about Jesus. Because remember, that's why we are here. That is the mission of the Holy Christian Church, is to tell other people about Jesus. How do we do that? First, we prophesy. Now, the small catechism explanation defines prophecy as speaking God's word. And so that's easy. We literally do that when we tell people that Jesus was born, lived, died, rose, and ascended. But we also prophesy when we support our church through the giving of the offering. Your tithes and offerings help us to prophesy, to help us tell other people about Jesus through our early childhood center, through our youth ministry, through our ladies and men's ministries, through our outreach events such as the parades that we're going to be involved in in, a, in another month or so, our pig roast, when people will be coming from all over the place to our campus, and other events that we hold throughout the year. So we prophesy. We also see visions. And by this, I think the Bible means that we tell stories, what we see that God has done for us or for our families, that's so close to home, but also what God has done for us as a church and through us as a church. We can tell stories about how God is working in and through a congregation, our missionaries that we support, our national church body, and in other ways. Prophesy, see visions, dream dreams. Every congregation has a dream that God has given for them. Better put, God has a dream for every congregation, which is closely tied to vision and prophecy. They're basically all the same thing, telling people about Jesus. But here at St. Matthew, our vision, which is God's dream for us, is that we see and recognize the boundless need all around us. We proclaim the boundless love of Jesus that meets all need so that we may all live with boundless hope. And this is living the born-again life. Prophesy, visions, dreams. What is it? an encouragement that is? That the Holy Spirit has been poured out on us to do all of this. That Jesus Christ died on the cross to forgive your sin and my sin. And he rose from the dead to give us eternal life. And Jesus promised that after he did that, he would send the Holy Spirit to give us power and so the Holy Spirit is poured out on you, on me, on pastors of the church, and on the church itself. And through you, the Holy Spirit is poured out on all flesh. Through you, many people in the world can hear and know about Jesus Christ. So let me conclude this up with a story about to maybe help you see how better this works. Speaking to a large audience, evangelist D.L. Moody, Dwight Moody, the guy that started Moody Bible Institute, so many years ago, he asked, he held up a glass and he asked the people that he was talking to, how do I get the air out of this glass? 
some very smart people in the audience. Oh, you put, a, put it on a vacuum and they suck all the air out. He says, well, that probably would work except that it would shatter the glass, it would break the glass. Is there any other way? And some people would give other examples. And then, smiling, Dwight Moody pulled out a pitcher of water, poured the water in the glass, says, that's how you get the air out of the glass. There's no room for the air now when you're filled with, when you fill it with water. And that's exactly what happens to us. When we are born, we are filled with sin. But God doesn't just come through Jesus Christ to pluck out or suck out this sin or that sin. No. What God does through Jesus Christ is fill us with the Holy Spirit and that removes our sins so that we can now be filled with, as Jesus says, the living water which tells other people about Jesus. And so we have been born again to live a life that doesn't just suck out sin or here or there, but it brings the Holy Spirit so that it may be poured out on all flesh. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks for listening to today's message on Boundless. I hope that today's message brought you the love and hope that will meet your need. I'm the pastor at St. Matthew Lutheran in Hawthorne Woods, Illinois. And at St. Matthew, we see that there is boundless need all around us that can be met with the boundless love of Jesus so we can all live with boundless hope. For more, go to our website, www.stmats.net. That's www.stmatts.net. There you will find more content and resources that will give you the boundless love of Jesus. If you are in the northwest suburbs of Chicago, I would love to see you this weekend. You can go to the St. Matthew website to plan your visit. In the meantime, find us on Instagram at St. Matthew Hawthorne Woods. There is no E in Hawthorne, by the way. And we're also on Facebook and YouTube. Thanks for listening to Boundless. Remember, the answer to all need is Jesus, who is love and brings hope.